it's time for GSU Panther Zone, Impact Media's weekly drive into Center Park Stadium for all things Panthers football. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. We are going to get into that miraculously great win. Not miraculous, it was just a fantastic win, but a fantastic win they had over Southern Mississippi over the weekend, including some press clips and things like that. But first, I want to let you know that if you want to follow the show, leave us a question, comment, suggestion, any of those uh, fun things, you can do so by emailing us at 3endzone at gmail.com. That is number 3, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E at gmail.com. You can also search for us on Facebook, whether that is Impact Media, GSU Panther Zone, Jeremy York, any of those should work. If you're one of those people who just like to click on a link and listen to the show, you can do so by going to Twitter, at Team Impact Media. You can just scroll to the show you want, click on it, and listen. If you want to see more than uh, just just the shows and, and random things that I get into and things I think are interesting, you can follow me on all social medias, uh, at the Impact 99 on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram. And, of course, anywhere you find a podcast, you should be able to find GSU Panther Zone whether that's Spotify, Podcast One, the iTunes Store, anywhere you find a podcast. If there's somewhere you regularly find a podcast that you cannot find us, please let us know. We will remedy that situation. Now, lots to get into, so let's just dive right into the game. This was one of the most complete games I have seen this team put on. It uh, just it, fantastic the way this uh, this all played out. Um, by far, like I said, one of the best four-quarter efforts I have seen. A lot of people say it's the best half. Uh, it's, it's one of the best four-quarter efforts I've seen uh, in a while, and it's good to see them heating up uh, right here when they need to. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this game. This was in southern Mississippi. Uh, shout out and a feel better soon to our guest last week, Jermaine Powell, who was going to join us. He is a little under the weather. He will join us somewhere down the road, and uh, we are going to have him back on the show. I know you guys love having him on the show. I love having him on the show. Uh, feel better soon, Jermaine. Um, early on, the two of them just kind of traded decent uh, field position right in the middle of the field. Then on the second drive, I noticed that Darren was running a little more. Darren Granger, that is. Uh, he had some early scrambles as well. That led to, of course, Darren finding Jamari Thrash for the uh, touchdown to make it 7 to nothing. with uh, about halfway through the first. 15 plays, 80 yards, 5 minutes and 41 seconds on the scoring drive there. Uh, there was a penalty that helped Southern Mississippi a little bit. Uh, then the drive stalled and they ended up punting. Georgia State gets the ball back. They go three and out and punt. Uh, there was a fumble that was recovered by Georgia State. Just how we drew it up. Fourth down conversion there. Um, in the next drive, there was a lot more pass going on for this drive. And then they hand it to Tucker who gets the rush touchdown, his ninth of the year. It is 14 to nothing with two minutes left in the first quarter. 
uh, big defensive stand for GSU on the next Southern Miss drive. Uh, they they get they get they were doing some really good things, and all of a sudden our defense just made a stand and forced them to punt when they were really starting to get some momentum going. So fourteen to nothing heading into the second. In the second quarter, you get the Marcus Carroll rush touchdown. That was his first on the day. Makes it 21 to nothing early on in the first. Six plays, 63 yards, two minutes and five seconds. Um, let's see. Another three and out for SMU. The real SMU, Southern Mississippi. GSU kind of uh, doesn't doesn't get much going, but pins them on the five yard line. Defense was dominant again. Abraham had the tackle for a loss. It caused another Southern Mississippi Southern Mississippi punt. Um, they kind of trade punts back and forth, and then Ant Lane gets his first interception of the year late, right before the half. Georgia State gets a, a big chunk drive. And when I say that, they're getting big chunks during the drive. They're not chipping away as they normally do. These are bigger uh, bits of yardage. It leads to a Marcus Carroll rush touchdown to make it 28 to nothing. That's two on the day for him, by the way. Five plays, 64 yards, a minute 48 on that one. And then Bryce Brown gets hurt, and we go to halftime. So 28 to nothing at the half. It's not too bad at all definitely take that and southern mississippi i will i will say they are a really good team i'm not just saying this to make us look better or anything like that they're a really good team the talent is there just every time they zigged we had an answer for it every time they zagged georgia state has an answer for it and just they could never get anything going uh they at one point Benched their quarterback. They put in the backup quarterback. He got hurt right by the half, and then they put in the third-string quarterback who uh, used to be the starter, and they, they made a little headway. We'll get into that here shortly. Uh, Trey Lowe third is his name. He was in a quarterback to start the third, and they were at least able to, to get a few things going, but uh, not a whole lot, really. Um. At one time, Georgia State had made the chains move so many times that the, the first down chains actually broke, and they had to have a media timeout and a official timeout in order to fix it, which was pretty funny. Even the announcers made a joke about it. Um, Lowe was able to find Koval, I think was his name, for a touchdown. Uh that made it 28-7 to with about 6.44 to go in the third. Georgia State uh, has a fumble on their next drive that is recovered by Southern Mississippi. Uh, Frank Gore Jr. rushes one in to make it 28-14, to and you're kind of starting to think, huh, wait just a minute there, right? Just a minute. Okay. Let's, let's keep our bearings here and get this one going. Then there was a big Darren Granger run to the red zone to open up the drive. It was a Carroll touchdown to make it 35-14 to with about two minutes to go in the third. That was his third on the day. Gets the hat trick. I'll talk to him in a minute. That was a four-play, 75-yard, one minute, 
in like 12 second drive on that one. Um, that brought us to the fourth quarter. Darren finds Thrash again, makes it 42 to 14 early in the fourth. This that pretty much put it away at that point. Six play, 58 yard, three minutes and 17 seconds off the clock. Not a bad drive. Um, Southern Mississippi had a penalty that backed them up to the end zone. They just, that's not a good place to be in a drive. They ended up having to punt. Uh, McKelly Cardosardo. Let's shout out to McKelly. I think I'm saying your name right. I hope so. Uh, but he gets some action. He had some pretty good runs and some, uh, and he, he has some good passes, some good, some good work. A lot of you guys ask all the time about how, uh, you know, how good he is. He's been on the team for a while. He's the, he's the backup. Yeah, he, he very much could start. Uh, it's between him and, and Darren in practice all the time. And uh, Darren is the starter at the moment. But uh, McKelly could easily come in and uh, has been doing some fantastic work. He works with Darren. They work together to uh, help each other out. So they definitely make each other better. And we appreciate Colasardo's effort. Absolutely. Um. In the last drive of the game, uh, McKelly was leading a smart, effective clock-winding drive that basically ran the clock out and made it 42-14. to 14. That was your final. They moved to 4-5 and five on the year with three games to go. Uh, Southern Miss, man, they, they got some really great football ahead of them. I look forward to facing them again next year. I think it'll be a lot closer, but uh, to have a true freshman as your quarterback, I thought he did what he could, but the GSU defense was just hammering that line all week. I mean, I mean, all day long and just made it as hard as possible. They flushed him out. It was something me and Jermaine talked about. It was something he was worried about and something I said was one of the keys to victory. So uh, that definitely was a lot of how it played out. Of course, we have a game coming up this weekend that we will get into uh, here shortly. But first, I want to take a break. And when we come back, we will uh, hear some of the, the press clips and other things from the press conference. It was a fun press conference. Uh, not sure where they were in the bottom of this stadium, but it uh, looked like a pretty cool room. But we're going to take a break so you can listen to our friends from betonline.net. And when we come back, it will be some uh, clips from the presser. Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and That Sports Show. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline where the game starts. 
And we're back here on GSU Panther Zone. Make sure to visit our friends at betonline.net. They have the articles. They have the podcasts. They have the betting lines, the wagers, all those fun things that will let you um, that will let you uh, be a more informed fan. Even if you don't bet, don't wager, whether you're allowed to do that or not, where you are. Uh, just go to betonline.net. It's got all kinds of great information to make you a better fan. Uh, early on, we just recapped the game before the break. 42 to 14, once again, was the score as our Panthers improved to four and five. Uh, before, we, before we preview this week's matchup with UL Monroe, that is coming up at one o'clock this Saturday and why it's at one o'clock because you know Tuesday two or three o'clock are usually good kickoffs but I will I will uh, get into that in a minute but first let's talk a little bit about uh, let's hear from uh, first coach Elliot as this is his opening statement and how he felt about the game man what a great performance one of the one of the uh... And it might be one of the best performances I've seen from us all in all three phases. I mean, I, both sides of the football, offensively and defensively, I thought were dominant. The lines of scrimmage were taken care of on both sides. Our special teams uh, did a nice job all night. And, uh, you know, it was it's just nice to see that you, you completed a, another 60-minute ball game. Um, and didn't let up. We had an opportunity to play a lot of guys, some guys that have never played a college football game uh, in their life, and uh, went out there and did well. <clears throat> but I, I'm very proud. I mean, our, our staff has done a really nice job in the last couple of weeks uh, of just getting our team prepared to play. It's a, it's a good feeling. Uh, we've got a great staff. We've got a great team in there. Uh, those guys really believe in one another at this, this point in time. It's it's easy to see when you look in their eyes. And uh, and that's a good feeling. I'm just very proud of their effort. You know, uh, fewest yards in school history, uh, another another record that's been taken down. So, uh, you know, it's awesome. We'll enjoy this and get on that plane and head back and get ready for next week. And as you can tell there, he was uh, having a fantastic, fantastic time. And uh, he, he just loved talking about the uh, overall effort of the team and that they played a really complete game. Uh, here is Coach Elliott talking about the defensive effort uh, during the game. The defensive pressure starts with our, our defensive line. I mean, I'm telling you, and I can't wait to chart it because I think on – I mean, I'm speaking without even seeing it, but it, it looked like on every play we were in the backfield. I mean, every play. Uh, their quarterbacks never could get comfortable. Their run game could never get started. And, uh, man, I mean, it's just awesome to see. I mean, guys, you look at Jeff Clark. He's running around, I mean, like a madman out there. And Gore and oh, that, the entire defensive front was awesome to see. They, they completely controlled the line of scrimmage today. And as you could tell, he was just uh, over the moon about the defensive effort. He's a former defensive lineman. He enjoys – when you get to pin your ears back and go after the quarterback, and they did that a lot tonight. I mean, the other team ended up, even with an injury, going through three quarterbacks. That's pretty crazy. And then lastly, here is Coach Elliott about the effort of Javon Dennis 
and others as he called out what I call, I refer to as the Avengers, as it's somebody different every week that shines. Like I said, I mean, uh, I mean, I can't even tell you because it looked like Javon Dennis was in the background. Jeffrey Clark was in the in the backfield. Uh, Gore was in the backfield. I mean, you, you name them. They were in the backfield. It was just whose turn, uh, who was going to make the sack, who was going to get the tackle. Uh, and I, I can't really say, but, I mean, it was just playing with relentless effort and pursuit. Uh, the quickness, I think, showed uh, big time with our guys up front. And, and they're quick as cats, I promise you. I mean, if you look at our, our football team, we're built on quickness. And when we get kind of aligned in that area where we can utilize that, then, when, then big things happen. And I think Nate uh, Fuqua did a nice job getting us in those positions. And those, those guys took advantage of those calls. And like I said, as you can tell, boy, he just lights up when he gets to talk about all these uh, great – student-athletes he has on the team, especially the defense. Uh, next up, speaking of defensive star, we talked to Jeff Clark, Jeffrey Clark, who uh, opened up by telling us about the defensive performance performance from the last few games. The coach has been getting on us during the week. They've been telling us, they've been emphasizing uh, getting off the ball and um, using our size to our advantage because we're uh, we're an undersized D-line for D-1 athletes. So they just emphasize using our quickness and uh, they've really been emphasizing getting to the ball after you share a block. So we all just <clears throat> collectively go to the ball and um, we just love playing for each other. And when we uh, when we make plays, when we start having fun, then that's when, the, uh, that's when it starts rolling. And as you could tell, he was excited too. And just to to hear that the coaches were pushing them to be better and to fix the things that have been going wrong all year, uh, I think they more than did that. And I asked him about the motivation that once you have the other team broken, how do you keep yourself motivated to keep making big plays? And here is what he said. At that point, <laughs> when, uh, when we knew we had them broken, we were just having fun at that point. We just kept trying and uh, <clears throat> get more and more. And, you know, we have a mentality. Um, we don't want to give them no hope. So when 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 you make plays like that, it just motivates you to make more plays. And then we love watching each other as a D-line uh, make tackles and make plays with each other. We love doing that. So when one of us make a play, it just motivates the rest of us to make plays. And as you can tell, uh, they, they continue to stay hungry, continue to fight and uh, just play a complete game. Next up, we got Darren Granger, who you will always hear that he is a little hoarse after games because he is loud and he barks and and he uh, he has to yell during the game in order to be heard. So uh, it'll sound like his voice is going in and out, but I promise you that uh, he's very much good to go. Uh, he was asked about the play of Marcus Carroll tonight and his big game. You know, we know Marcus is a special running back and a guy that needed some touches. So it was good to see him get his first start today and make plays, have three touchdowns today, and just have a big day overall, which we knew he could have. As you can tell, he is excited to be a part of the running room as well as the quarterback room. And uh, it's they they these guys look out for each other. They love when everybody has a great day. Like, even if Darren didn't have a good day and Marcus Carroll did, he'd be his number one fan. Hey, man, that's great. Let's do it again. Uh, and then we asked Granger on his rushing performance, and here is what he had to say. 
you know, just me being a part of that, just me being able to contribute to 143 rushing yards is, is always good for the team and just to help us win. You know, at this point of the season, we, we just need to win ball games and do it however we can. So just me being able to contribute and just me being able to set, set apart just an, another element to our offense with quarterback running, just good for us and a benefit for our offense. And as you can tell, uh, he was uh... – he was excited to talk about Marcus, but he appreciates that um, Marcus's runs set up a lot of his own stuff, and he was able. They were both able to have a great day and put up great numbers. Lastly, we talked to Marcus Carroll, and the first thing we asked was the rushing effort for the game and how he felt about that. And here's what Marcus said. Uh, it is definitely fulfilling. Uh, I, I just want to thank God. I thank my team. I thank everybody around me that pushed for me. And uh, it, it's unfortunate the things we had, the loss we had in running back, but um, I'm glad I can help my team, you know, get this win. So that's really all it's about. And uh, he, he's just fantastic. This is the first time a lot of us got a chance to talk to him. This is the third running back on this team, and he put up over 150 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, it just it speaks to the running room. It speaks to this team overall, and especially this offensive line, who just does spectacular, spectacular things. Uh, lastly, I asked him what the most fun achievement was. Was it the uh, all the yards today, or was it the three touchdowns? And here is what he said about that. <laughs> Uh, really, is winning the game, but uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just thankful, man. I'm just thankful. Um, like I said, we we got got to win. I'm and I when they call my number, I'm glad that you know what I'm saying I could step up for the team and, and do and do good for this team. So, yeah, I I mean, it, it, I'm, they're both the same, you know. What I'm saying I, I'm glad I got to get the opportunity to get both. So, so you know. <laughs> and as you can tell, we have a lot of fun at these press conferences and uh, it got everybody chuckling when I asked that, but uh, he tried to play it down the middle, but I, I think, I think very much that the, uh, the touchdowns and helped more with the win than the 160 yards did. And uh, I think that's where he sides on that. Not putting words in his mouth, but that is, uh, that is my take on that. Now, like I said, that moves us to four, and five. We are now second place in the Sunbelt East. We will need a little bit of help because Coastal Carolina is five and one in the division. We are three and two, as is James Madison, a team we will play very soon. Uh, you know, Coastal Carolina's already beat us. I think we face JMU, Marshall, and ULM, I believe, finishes out our schedule. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, we need a little bit of help, but we could actually be the East representative if we went out and Coastal Carolina falters a little bit. So we will hang on to see how that, uh, how that will go. Now, I told you coming up that UL Monroe will be in the house this weekend, they are three and six. We are four and five. That is Saturday at 1 p.m. on ESPN Plus. We are a 13 and a half point favorite. Yikes. I, I think it's going to be a little closer than that. If you're on betonline.net and they give you the opportunity, I would take the under on that. I think it will probably be 10 points, but eight to 10 points. Um, but other than that, 
the three keys to victory for this weekend. I think it's pretty easy to figure out. And it will, uh, we should uh, run the ball as we have been doing behind this great offensive line. We should, uh, you know, whether it's Tucker Gregg, whether Jam's back, whether uh, we get to see KZ or, or Antoine or any of these guys, um, I think it could be led by Marcus Carroll again and Darren Granger. I think we pound the ball. We try to get at least two of them over 100 yards, and I think that will help us out a lot. I'm going to echo this every week because every week I do, it seems to pan out and work out. Our defense needs to pressure their quarterback, get him uneasy, make him make decisions he doesn't want to make before he wants to make them because um, uh, they, they have a pretty good quarterback. Uh, 14 touchdowns, six interceptions. He's thrown for 1,900 yards, so he will eclipse 2,000. Uh, Chandler Rogers is his name, and um, he will be looking for Howell and Jackson. Jackson coming out of the backfield, but Howell is his main target with that. Um, but if we can, if we can make Rogers uncomfortable and uh, kind of flush him out a little bit, I feel really good about our effort. And then number three, no special teams blunders and i like using the word blunders no no mistakes on special teams let's continue to do well on special teams and actually we caused some disruption last week that uh led to us making some great plays but uh that's my three keys to victory and this has been another great oh you guys want to know why it's at one o'clock on saturday it is because at seven o'clock on saturday on the same piece of property i believe it's at seven the GSU basketball team will be hosting Georgia Tech, I believe, in the first doubleheader in uh, in the, the history of the new Convocation Center and the new stadium. So uh, come see the football game, hang out a little bit, maybe tailgate in between, and then go up to the Convocation Center and see the GSU basketball team beat Georgia Tech. It should be a fantastic day. These doubleheaders, hopefully they'll do a couple more of these uh, in future years. But this has been another great edition of GSU Panther Zone. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys down the road. Go Panthers!